0: Hello everyone and welcome to the ninth story podcast. This is season six episode 22. I'm Alexander. I'm Jeanette. And today we are talking about something that's a little difficult but we're happy to kind of get it off our chest and have you guys be a part of this journey of exploration and mystery
1: (laughs) and uh to join us today we have the ninth story show creator which is dan foytek welcome dan hello (laughs) hello (laughs) um so i have uh,
2: lots of energy today (laughs) as we record this it's a sunday afternoon which Mm -hmm. is my day of rest so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i was up until 4 (laughs) a.m playing uh role-playing games last night so i'm (laughs) not at my top energy level either um but it was fun like we defeated the big bad and we like had battles and there was there is mystery solving but that's a totally other
0: yeah, yeah. and i was up until <laughs> up in, i was up until 1 playing uh ultra street fighter 2 with my friends so
1: professionals <laughs> yes
0: i was just making wicked library episodes
2: that's all
1: i oh, see actual see? professional
2: <laughs> it's my saturday you know i'm i'm always working on something on a saturday mm-hmm. you know um last night i got some some new music in for uh for a new series so that was fun too
1: that's awesome. Nice. Nice.
0: And on the seventh day, he rested. Question yes. mark.
1: <clears throat> Question mark. Except for us, usually showing not. Him. <laughs> usually not.
0: So the reason we're having Dan here today, and the reason why we're having this particular episode is titled, basically, "This is the end." Question uh, mark, is that we have decided to end uh, the Ninth Story podcast as we know it with a heavy heart. And a lot of kind of mulling over things until we finally came to this decision. And we're just going to talk about why we're doing that and what the future holds. And we do have uh, two more episodes uh, after this. Was it two? Yeah, two. Two more episodes. We have uh, Lane Lloyd coming on and then we have Trisha Wildridge coming on to kind of send us off. Uh, But today we're going to be kind of discussing the reasons why we are ending the show. And what we have coming in the future and what does that mean.
1: And the first thing I want to say is just thank you so much for listening. Creating this podcast has been an incredible journey, and we've learned so much in a year. And we've met so many amazing people because of this and had so many fantastic conversations. And it's just been so rewarding. But uh, things shift. We are artists, and uh, we have to, I don't know, pivot, (laughs) I guess.
2: You have to constantly reinvent yourself. That, that is, is exactly
1: art. it. <laughs>
2: because if you stay stagnant, nothing new happens. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always reinvention. Even with the two seasons that you did, it was reinvention. Mm-hmm. It's two seasons, right?
1: It was two seasons. And each there one was just a, a totally different take on the ninth story topic, which has always been about storytelling and talking to storytellers. Like season yeah. one was kind of, okay, how do we podcast? Let's figure it out. (laughs) Talk to interesting people about the stories they tell. And season two really started to get more focused on writing and writers um, specifically, which is part of why this shift is happening is because we're we're actually figuring out what specific topics we really want to be sharing with you guys. Um, But a lot of this is going to be Alex in the future. So I don't know. Take it over for a moment, Alexander.
0: Sure. Um, so typically before we start each season, um, we have a conversation with Dan and kind of figure out what we're doing going forward. And uh, we have Dan as our first guest of every season because we we love Dan. And it's his legacy. He created this podcast and we wanted to continue that. And... Basically, a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation. It started in, in, in Messenger. We just kind of started back and forthing with stuff. And then we decided to have a full-on conversation because the initial message back and forth got us really having like this this deep contemplation of what are we doing with this and, and why are we doing this and, and, and how is this uh, beneficial to the audience and how is it beneficial to us. And it and, uh, really got us you know, thinking, so we wanted to take a moment and pause and really mull over that information. And then we had a full on conversation with Dan over Skype and we really kind of clarified what, you know, what Dan, uh, feels about the podcast and, and how he feels about the creation of it and what it means to him and how we feel about the podcast and what, and, and, and how we feel about the work that we've put into it. And through that conversation, we really realized that's, that's kind of redundant, but we realized that, um, that there was only a small piece of us in this. And it was really mostly us emulating what Dan had done. And it wasn't really, uh, you know, we constantly talk about the imposter syndrome and we really have this very deep sense of imposter syndrome that we're not writing all the time, but we're taking over essentially a story and writing podcast, but we don't constantly create writing and story. Uh, Jeanette just started really focusing on story within her art. And I've, uh, started, you know, within the past year, really laser focusing on trying to be a better writer, without really having much to show other than a few small things here and there. That you know, I feel like I should be creating more constantly. And so through this conversation and us really taking a couple of weeks to really think about it, because we did, you know, a couple just a couple episodes ago in the episode titled "This Is Our Story," we said that we are we do have a, se- a season seven and that it is going to be about. Uh, other people's stories, and and these really personal stories, and I was really excited about that concept because we were possibly going overseas to Oman and Dubai, and I'm sure we're going to meet a lot of interesting people with a lot of different stories uh, that would be super fascinating and would be just really kind of get lighting our minds on fire with new information through stories, uh, real life stories, and I thought that was really fascinating. But after really having this deep conversation with Dan and uh, really thinking about what we wanted to do going forward. We are like, you know what? Maybe the best course of action is to stop doing the Ninth Story podcast and to take a couple of months and really think about what we want to do. And essentially, because Jeanette's going to be focusing on YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, uh, teaching art on YouTube, that uh, I should come up with something that's in, you know personal to me about the creation process that I'm working on and to kind of put that out there in a way that is – you know, deeply myself and, and well thought out because, I, you know, with my background of graphic design and fine arts and photography and film and all that, I really think about the psychology of how people interpret things and how it affects them uh, emotionally and, and mentally and trying to make something that really feels more personal is uh, seems to be the best course of action.
2: Well, you know the, the the ninth story podcast occurs in Victoria's building, and uh, <laughs>
0: the the point
2: of coming to Victoria's building is to get out so <laughs> once, you, once, you've, once you've learned what you need to learn and once you've overcome what's holding you back and, mm-hmm. and once you move forward, the, the point is to get out. only the people that don't learn get stuck in there for a very long time yeah uh, and... i think I think my length of time being stuck in the building was longer than yours, but yeah, so congratulations. <laughs>
1: we <laughs> figured it out faster. We're like, "Hey Victoria, obviously you're trying to make us choose something." Yeah. Um, I do feel like this year has been about some really major choices already and it's February. Yeah. Um, especially um just like on my own journey because last year I was doing a lot, a lot of very different things. Um, a lot of things I enjoyed. Um, all of the various things I do, I really like doing, but this year I said, okay, I really need to make a living off of what I'm doing.
2: (laughs) That is the ultimate goal. It
1: is. And last year I, I'm looking at my tax forms this, this month and I'm like, holy cow, had I focused on the one thing that paid 59% of my bills last month or last year, um, what could I have done with all the time I could have focused on that one thing, which for me is art and illustration um that's the thing I'm good at like i'm um it's what just if I have a day off, I'm gonna end up doodling or drawing something or working on thumbnails for the lift or something because that's what brings me the most joy, and that's what I wanna share with people. So, I'm...
2: That's your chosen story medium. It is. That was was always one of the things about Ninth Story, and I I know that, you know, even whenever I had the show in the beginning, uh, you know, at first it was two guys talking about Mm -hmm. story, and then it became, I want to ask a lot of other people that are smarter than me questions about storytelling, and... You know it it evolved because i came to it as a writer uh you know you came to it as an illustrator mm-hmm. uh alex comes to it what as a as a filmmaker and writer and you know there's there's a lot of different things that uh that you're interested in but yeah it's it's always been about how you tell story and just because you don't write jeanette on a mm-hmm. consistent basis or you're not publishing that's not a big deal it's it's always about the journey and for me And hopefully for you too, you know, you said you've learned a lot by doing the show. Absolutely. The the purpose of doing this and having the audience along is because we're all in the same, we're all in the same journey. Wherever we happen to be on the journey, some are further along, some are further along in different directions, but we're all trying to tell our story. We're all trying to get that information out there. We're all trying to figure out who we are in the process. And it's, it's a very collaborative uh, type of show I've Mm -hmm. always felt where um, you know, just because you don't hundred, you don't know the craft, like person a does that you might interview, it doesn't invalidate anything that you're doing. It doesn't mean you're an imposter. You're all trying to tell a story, even doing the show itself and talking to people is telling a story. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I, I suffer from imposter syndrome as well, but you know, what you have to, to try to realize and tell yourself is that just because you're not an expert doesn't mean that you don't have something valid to say. Um, And as far along as you are, there's people that are not quite as far along as you are that you inspire just by doing the show and by the information that you're putting out there. So,
0: Yeah, Yeah, and that's the thing is that we did get some good feedback recently, and you kind of feel like you're letting those people down when you're not continuing Mm -hmm. something that is inspiring them to create uh, but we do have a back catalog of episodes that people can listen to, you know, for the past two seasons, six, season six and season five, uh, if they want to listen to some of other uh, other content we've created. And, you know, whatever we do, go for, do going forward, I mean, it's going to be on our Twitter. It's going to be on our Facebooks. We're going to continue to communicate with the audience, promote past episodes that we're proud of. And, uh, you know, plus we had some really great folks on here. We don't want to let them down by stopping the promotion process, maybe kind of ramping it up. Um, in order to really, you know, at least celebrate what we have d- accomplished and to clearly state going forward what we are, what our intentions are and to continue to be open with our audience, which we enjoy doing mm-hmm. uh, and being open as people and open with our process. Like when you go to my Twitter account, I'm a little more political. When you go to Ninth Story, it's a little more, you know, just creative focused. Jeanette's mostly creative focused, you know, so, you know, it really is – the individual being, the, being themselves and allowing themselves to grow and to express that. And for me, it's my personal journey to be as open and honest as I can with the audience and to share as much of myself as I can because that excites me. It excites me to uh, leave myself open and allow the people that matter to me to be privy to that and to allow them to react to that and to, and to interact with that and to help me grow as a person because this is a back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not just a one-way thing. We're just shooting information in your direction. People affect us positively, negatively, whatever way they wish, and I accept all of it, and I I, I let it all be a part of my journey and my growth as a human being and, you know, some great teachable moments. I, was, uh, I saw a story where a... Uh, uh, like a mother had lost her child. Uh, uh, she was a, of Muslim faith and she, her, her son was in the U S military and he came back and was just going out, which uh, to, uh, you know, get some food for his wife and sees teenage kids tried to rob him and killed him and left him in the street, in the street to die. And um, in court, the mother, you know, said because of her faith that she can't hate this kid. It's not in her her nature to do so. And that she forgives him and that she's not going to let him be a statistic, this 15-year-old kid that killed her son, be another statistic. She's going to be in his life forever because they're now connected. And that she would be there to help him uh, become a better person. And And he, he the kid broke down and cried and, and 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 apologized to her, and said, "I'm so sorry I, if I could take it back, I would." And you know she everybody was crying in the in, in, in the courtroom, and she went and approached the family and his sister, the kid's sisters, the kid that killed her son, his sisters, and hugged them and, and introduced them herself to them and said, "I'm sorry I'm sorry that we, you know we have this loss, but I forgive you and 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 I love you." And it was a really beautiful moment you know it's a very beautiful personal moment and i'm so glad that it was out there to be shared because so often all of us no matter what our station in life is and what you know economic background we have and and or anything you know we get lost in the cracks as people and this podcast to me has been about finding myself and learning more personal things about people even though we talk about career and all that we do get into some really personal topics about You know, what do you, how do you deal with failure and how do you deal with it? How do you deal with when your family's not being supported? When we had Pippa Bailey on and, you know, how deeply hurt and personally offended she felt by that and and kind of lost that she wasn't getting the support she needed. And I I talked about my own personal uh, um, disappointment and how my family reacted to some of my works and how they do support us, but sometimes they just don't get it. And when they don't get it, they, Feel almost like you're wasting your time because it's not a traditional career to write or to uh, podcast or whatever. It's not something that you can say, "Oh, I went to an employer and I, I'm I'm podcasting for X company." Not everybody does that. Some people do. Some people work for the NFL or whatever and they do a podcast for the NFL. We don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that you know, I don't I don't want to see anybody feel like they're getting lost in the cracks and they're just you know what they they love their craft. They want improvement, but they don't see a future in it. I think that by being open and honest about everything, not just the, the craft, but the personal journey that when you're getting there is so important because it helps people find their path and know that they're not alone in it. And they feel like you're with them the whole time while they're, you know, going through their own personal journey.
1: That was some just, I, I need a moment. <laughs> just, there was a lot there. Yeah.
2: It went dark and then it went darker and then it got light and then it went dark again. I don't know. <laughs> uh, c- congratulations to that lady because, um, Seriously? yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there on my emotional journey yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be able to react in that way. Mm-mm. I, I respect that she can. It's, uh, you know, I mean, if to me, it's a great story because, um, I could see that happening in a movie. I'm surprised that it actually happened in real life mm-hmm. uh, because the world is full of a lot of really dark things and it's very difficult to deal with those things. And um, I'm, I'll freely admit that uh, I would not be able to handle things the way that she did. Mm. It, not at all.
0: Well, then but, you, you know, conversely, you have the story uh, that just came out recently, which was of um, the guy that was, uh, the doctor for all those U.S. gymnasts that abused all those U.S. Yeah. gymnasts. And there's a story that just came out recently with the father that's standing there with his three daughters that he sent to this doctor, not knowing what he was doing, and then hearing for the first time in detail what the guy had done to her, his kids, mm. and then asking the judge, when you finish sentencing, sentencing him, can you give me five minutes alone with this guy in a room? And he's like, no, really. Would you give me five minutes alone in, this room, in, in a room with this guy? And she said, no. And then he's like, "Well, I must. I guess I'm going to have to take it upon myself." And and lunged at the guy, Whoa. in the courtroom, and uh, initially was found in contempt of court in contempt of court, but the uh, charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were seeing him as a hero, and he's like, "No, my my daughters are the hero." And so there's different spectrums of, you know, how people handle things, and I definitely feel in, in my my heart that that guy did the right thing because of what I went through that was very similar um as as a child uh, from abuse from a doctor that you know i just wish that i had that same opportunity that 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 those girls have which is to face that person tell him what you did you did to me make him understand that and then see him have justice done and going to jail and prison and serving 127 years or whatever he's being sentenced to uh for for his crimes and and so i think everybody deals with things differently there was you know uh, a story on the uh, i think it was like it was the wicked library christmas episode about that kind of similar thing and and how the father dealt with that which was extraordinarily dark and after, yeah
2: that's chris brown's story
0: chris yeah, brown's story which which yeah. i i know if i was in the same situation i would not have taken that same route but that's everybody handles things differently everybody thinks about things differently everybody uses different mediums in order to kind of exercise certain inner thoughts and and to express themselves and that's perfectly acceptable and and, and amazing that people can express themselves whatever way they see fit um, well that's the
2: beautiful thing about story yeah. is mm-hmm.
0: that you can live other lifetimes you can be in
2: situations that you would never be in mm-hmm. uh some of those situations are uncomfortable or situations you'd prefer not to be in mm-hmm. but i think those are important stories as well because hopefully you would never understand the way that that person feels otherwise. And that's what story is about, is about us understanding each other and being able to identify with someone's situation and how they react to things and that sort of thing. So um, it, it, I think stories are important in that regard because you, know, you only have your life to live and through stories you can live many others and you can be exposed to many things that um, you normally wouldn't get the opportunity to. And, and again, there's the argument that maybe that's a good thing in some regards, but I think that understanding is is more important than comfort.
1: I'd agree with that. There's a lot of a lot of things I thankfully have not had to live through that I have read through um that have changed my perception on things, and you can learn so much from a character's journey that'll affect your actual life, you know, like, oh my God, you know, that story really touched me. I need to call my mom, you know, or something like that. Like (laughs) it can actually affect you really and make your life better. So I just, I think stories are, they're they're kind of the spine of everything we do in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So as I said, going forward, you know, we're going to be making some, you know having some introspective time to just kind of mull things over and and figure out how we want to do things it might come along quickly i might really conceptualize okay. this new podcast that i want to create quickly and and put it out there or it might be months and months and months before it finally gets out there it really depends we definitely have a lot on our plates right mm-hmm. now i'm working on my aerial photography i'm upgrading my mac so once i'm done you know recording and editing and uploading all these these last 3 episodes um you know, I'm going to be disassembling my Mac, and it's going to be out of commission for a while, and and so that's going to be a thing. And um, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of traveling, and I'll be doing you know aerial photography stuff everywhere we go, just to kind of continue to get some mm-hmm. amazing footage, other places, and continue to get more experience, and so I can start my own personal business, uh, which can help you know really fuel a lot of things. It can fuel the podcast, it can fuel the uh, the book I'm creating, it, it just to kind of feed us you know mm-hmm. put money in and in, in, into our pockets so we can you know have food and heat and <laughs> yeah. electricity and feed <laughs> our basics. cats and all that all the <laughs> basics um to really improve our quality of life so that we can have more flexibility mm-hmm. to create and that's what we want to do.
1: And when we when Alex really creates this new podcast we will have the announcement on this feed. So if you do end up staying subscribed to the Ninth Story podcast feed um, when the new podcast is announced, we'll have an announcement here so that you can follow us over. If you if you miss us and you want to be part of this journey a little bit longer, it will continue just in a different way.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm assuming you'll you'll throw that out there on social media and everything yep. too. So that's another good suggestion for folks is to make sure if they're not already that they're following not only um, Nice Story Podcast, but also your individual feeds and your Facebook and mm-hmm. whatever you got out there that's um people can consume and and where you're going to make your announcements.
1: Yeah, so if you um if you're an artsy type person and want to follow me on that journey, uh you can find me at Jeanette Andrami, which is Andromeda but without the duh. At the end <laughs> on Twitter. um, And then over there, I'll announce a lot of things. Then you'll be seeing a lot of videos coming out from me uh, starting very soon, actually, because I have a whole six month catalog of stuff I'm going to be making.
2: <laughs> so so essentially, um, if I want to remember your, your Twitter name, it's just at Jeanette Andromeda,
1: no da, right? That is correct. No da. No da. Just Jeanette Andrami. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Which I thought was adorable. But also Twitter didn't allow me enough uh characters for duh. No duh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Terrible.
1: I know, right? Come on. Allow me the duh. <laughs> That's right.
2: Didn't they go up to like 280 characters recently? Wasn't yeah, that? Yeah, but not for usernames. <laughs> not for usernames. That would be fun, right?
1: It would be. Oh my gosh. Like, Twitter names. No one would remember anyone's Twitter name if it's <laughs> hashtag de- 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 at dib dab Yeah. <laughs> it's I'd, make I'd, it a, a, I'd follow easy that. Easy to
2: remember a sentence.
0: Yeah. No, it
1: was hashtag mm-hmm. I don't even remember it. <laughs> And Alex, So where can they uh, find me? Models. Well, they, yeah. they could
0: find me at at HTV Immortal uh, on Twitter, and uh, I'll be continuing to put out my journey and things that I'm working on there. I'm, I'm definitely going to be making most likely a YouTube channel as well for like a vlog for my my uh, um, aerial photography, so you can see that in full quality and ten in four K and all that, which is going to be really uh, cool. Uh, but quickly, Dan, I know you've been working a lot of different things. Uh, you have a new Thing you're creating and other other things going on, and and you've been kind of having a journey of self improvement as well. Do you want to talk about that at all?
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Super secret, <laughs> top secret. Follow him on Twitter to find out more <laughs> once yeah. it comes out.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. um Well, I just make now. I'm I'm trying to kind of parse down and and mm-hmm. focus on you know what is most important to me and. Yeah. That means focusing on the things that, um, you know, I want to put my energy into and not trying to do everything because there's so many things Mm -hmm. that I want to do. Um, but you know, I've got a limited number of years on the planet, so I have to focus on those things that are most important. And, uh, right now those two things are the wicked library and the Mm lift and, uh, my writing. Um, so in addition to working on the wicked library and expanding that world and, um, taking the librarian and giving him a little bit more room to play. We're we're going to be working on um, uh, a new series that's going to feature the librarian. It's going to be a reward for um, folks that are a member of the Wicked Library website. We're working on memberships, which should be coming out in March. Uh, in the meantime, you know we're going to continue to use Patreon, and uh, we'll continue to use Patreon going forward. I mean, that way people have options. Mm. I, I always like to give people options for things but essentially what it boils down to is there's a a premium level of support and folks that support us at that level will get access to this new series that we're creating starring the librarian uh, called the private collector and it basically explores what the librarian does with his time when he's not introducing the shows on the wicked library so he has this rich other life and things that he does and his main focus is getting some of these very dangerous books, these arcane books that uh, are alive in some way, and getting them out of the general circulation and into his private collection uh, because they're too powerful for the normal person to handle. And uh, it's just like any power things can mm-hmm. be used for good or ill. And, you know, some things are a little too dangerous for everybody out there to have. So he and. His uh, protégé are in the process of trying to collect all these things. And uh, that series starts back in the 1940s and moves forward from there.
1: Nice. That's awesome. And then we have
2: The Lift, of course. Mm -hmm. So both The Wicked Library and The Lift are coming out uh, later this month as we record. So in in February, we're going to be releasing the new seasons of both. So Season 8 for The Wicked Library, Season 3 for The Lift, and Season 1 for The Private Collector presented by the wicked library so
1: awesome <laughs> and then eventually
2: you may find some some collected works out there we're we're in the process of discussing a uh, an anthology based in the world of the lift uh featuring some of the the favorite writers for the listeners out there and um we're also going to be i'm also going to be working on some other stories that i'm writing for a collection of works that are set in uh, a shared universe where um a, a short story that I wrote for the Shadows at the Door anthology. Um, I'm going to expand upon that, and while it's not going to be a novel, um, it will be a collected uh, series of stories that are set in that same town and in that same world.
1: Awesome! <laughs>
2: so apparently, you're not busy no. at all. That's
1: no, not doing. you're just like chilling.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I am taking more
2: time for myself. Though. That's you good. Know I mean, I'm I'm trying to you know pet my dogs and uh, go to the gym and. <laughs> Uh, just sit around and watch a television show on occasion, reading a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I've been very bad at uh, taking time for myself over the years and so driven to work on all these projects. And it's just a time to uh, take a little bit of a step back and just refocus Mm -hmm. and try to take better care of myself as a person while I'm continuing to produce things. So while the quantity of things may be a little less, uh, I think that the quality will be vastly improved.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. That's definitely something we're doing, too.
1: Yeah, and it's so easy just as creative people to get drawn in so many different directions because it's like, oh, that's really cool. I'd love to work with that. Oh, that's, oh, uh," and then suddenly you have, like, 20 things you're doing. You're like, wait, I forgot to sleep or or feed myself. Uh." Yeah, I mean...
2: (laughs) It's it's funny because you know you look at these prolific authors and these prolific creators. So you know Stephen King is a is a great example. Mm-hmm. Stephen King is extremely prolific, um, but I think the world was a different place when Stephen's career was young. Now, I, I mean that's just for me. I mean there there are probably other people out there that can be just as prolific and do so just as much stuff. But, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm just starting to realize that there's other things that interest me mm-hmm. that I don't have to just create. You know, I mean, I don't need to be a Steve Jobs where I'm just driven constantly. Um, I'd like to stop and smell the roses a little bit. So God bless those people that, that want to do it that way and are that <laughs> driven. But it's just it's not my personality anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, time has changed me and I'm not as balls to the wall as I used to be. Mm
1: hmm. Well, and that's what, you know, as you you get further into things, I think we all start with the let's do everything, let's try everything mentality because we don't know exactly what resonates with us the most. And as we explore all the different things, we finally do find something that says, no, this is it. This is the thing you should be working on. And it kind of sings in a way. And then you find what you're supposed to be doing. Ideally, and you, and you work on it, <laughs> or at least pick something and then start working on it. Um, but Dan, I really wanted to thank you for giving us this opportunity to work on the Ninth Story podcast and to try podcasting. Um, we learned so much making this podcast because I, I I, mean, I still don't really understand all of it, but the actual audio technical side of things was brand new to, at least me, Alex had definitely some background, but there were a lot of new things that we learned and a lot of things that, uh, I think the biggest thing was reaching out to people. We're like, they'll never answer our message. Like who, who's going to come onto this pod? Oh my God. They said yes. You know? And that was like all of our guests. (laughs) Like why you really want to come on and talk to us? Really? That's amazing. And it's just, I I don't know. It gave me so much more confidence in what we are doing and who we are and the stuff that we create Um, that moving forward. I'm just like, yes, whatever it is we are deciding on next, we can make this work. And this this podcast has given us a lot of confidence that I don't think was there before.
2: That's great. I mean, that's that's really what this journey is about. It should be you know, for the listeners as well that everybody has been where you are regardless of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody that has been there has their big fans. You know, they, they have their people that, you know, they're fans of, you know, you look at Neil Gaiman's journey and he talks a lot about how when he first started, he used to make up um, things that he had done or places where he had written. And then he just made, made sure to make sure that he eventually did do that. So, you know, he was trying to sell himself, for writing this piece. And he's like, oh, I've written pieces for this magazine, this magazine, and this magazine, which he hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually he's like, now I have to make sure I go back and do that. And he's <laughs> like, so what it became is just like the time, I was telling the truth, but the timeline was off. <laughs> <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> So, you know, sometimes you have to just have the courage to, I'm not advocating making things up. Of course, that's what we do as storytellers. Uh Um, But just to understand that, you know, everybody's kind of on the same journey and they've all been where you are, where, you know, you're like, I don't know that I am relevant enough for this person to come on and talk. and. Who you know? Let's say whenever we did, whenever I did the uh, first season of the Wicked Library, when I took it over from Nelson, uh, my my goal, my pie in the sky goal, was to get a story by Neil Gaiman and and mm-hmm. get permission to do one of his stories on the show. Um, and I kind of waited for quite a while and and said, well, I don't know if I'm gonna. But finally, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna ask because the worst they can say is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was floored whenever you know I got. Permission from his agent, and then you know, talked to his assistant, and and got you know a lot of support, and um, you know, just the feeling that you know, hey, we've been there too, so you know, we all have to start somewhere, and this that's what this is about. Um, now, I'm not going to say that there aren't assholes out there in this in this <laughs> business because there certainly are, but for the most part, you'll find that people are very supportive, and you know. Most of us have a really hard time saying no, um but one of the things that I learned later on and as time went on for me was that people have to say no, And because somebody says no, it's not something you can't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Um it's just you know you there's only so much time that any of us have, and we're all committed to other things, and we do our best to try to give everybody time, but sometimes you can't because it's not fair to say yes to everything because when you say yes to everything, you're really saying no to everything too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And definitely thank you so much for, you know, kind of presenting us with this opportunity because, uh, we had absolutely, we had absolutely no intention in creating a podcast before this. We had no desire, no interest in podcasting whatsoever. We enjoyed, your podcast we enjoyed some other podcasts out there some of our friends podcasts and we really didn't feel like we had anything to say originally with a podcast you know when we did our youtube channel we did our our haunting tv youtube channel um we also really we created a web series and then we're like okay we're gonna we're gonna put out essentially eight episodes of this uh eventually we're gonna put you know four start and then another four and we're like okay well then what you're gonna have a YouTube channel with with eight videos on it. And that's it. And so we started creating like everything. We threw everything yeah. <laughs> at the wall. We did like comic reviews and book reviews and Jeanette, Jeanette Nuts Plays. And Jeanette narrated sections of people's books with illustrations and her in crazy makeup and <laughs> amazing like sets and all that. And we, we just tried everything horror in, and we threw everything at the wall to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a wonderfully messy experiment. <laughs> It's like, you know, kids, it's like you just give, uh, get a table and you throw every kind of crafting thing on a table and tell the kids like paint, play, make whatever. And they're making some fun stuff and some really. But you're
1: wondering why they melted all the crayons. Yeah, like there's,
0: there's like, there's like, you know, some really beautiful things here and there, but there's a lot of messy, horrible things. And then there's like huge mess for you to clean up and glitter everywhere. You're going to find it for months and everything.
1: So. So we're at the dust the glitter off. All right. Fresh sheet of paper stage.
2: <laughs> you know, but the the great thing is, is that you did try all those things. There's so mm-hmm. many people that think about doing things and never do anything. Right. And, you know, there's a really great piece of advice and I can't remember who it was. But Cindy and I used to go to these uh, lectures that they would put on here in Pittsburgh Um And we would have lots of different writers come in and they would kind of talk about their experience and what they did in the craft and their journey and that sort of thing. And one of the things that, you know, always stuck with me after I heard it was that nothing is ever going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You eventually just have to put it out there. You have to just do it. You have to try it because something that's done is better than something that is not done. And you just sit there and continually conceptualize Mm -hmm. and never actually make anything of it. So, I mean, there's another great lesson for, you know, anyone who's listening is just do it. Just try it. If you fail, we're all going to fail and you just keep at it. You know, it's Ira Glass has this, this great piece called the gap. And if you Google it, you'll find it. And he talks about, you know, something that we're never told when we start making things, no one ever tells people, you know, that it's not going to be very good. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be what you want. You know what you want, but you're, you're continually falling short because your taste is great, but your skill isn't quite there yet. And how you get there is just by continuing to make it, continuing to do it. It's all practice. And, you know, putting it out there is how you get the feedback. It's, it's how you get the confidence that you've made something that actually connects with someone. If it connects with one person, if you get one person that gives you positive feedback for five people that give you negative feedback, what you need to focus on is what you did well mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and focus on that. I mean, sometimes the negative helps too because it tells you what not to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, too, when you're putting something out there the first time that it's not going to be 100% great. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> It, it may it may feel great when you're doing it and you're like, that was awesome. And then you're like, a year later, you look back at it and you're like, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> um, because we're constantly evolving. You're yeah. not the same artist a year down the road as you were when you first made it. But the only way you get there is by continuing to make it. And if you ever get to the point where you put something out there and a year later you're like, that was awesome, I would be very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean – even if you, you fail, you cocky motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you think you're perfect? Even if <laughs> your head is way too fucking big.
0: <laughs> but even oh, yeah. if you fail entirely, um, that's a learning process, oh, and it's just—it's really just really more perspective. You have to kind of grow as a human being to be strong enough to be able to look at a complete failure of a project and to be able to say, you know what, I'm gonna really analyze this and see what I did wrong and do it better the next time. And I'm going to succeed the next time and have that fortitude. It it takes a lot. You really have to take a long journey of self-discovery and to kind of build up yourself and your strength and your confidence in yourself, which is a journey I'm on right now because I've spent, you know, 25 years trying to just get by and now trying to really get back to what I used to be and to rebuild that into something even better. Yeah, I mean,
2: life is not about success. I mean, Mm -mm. success is nice, but life is about learning. Life is about accepting your failures and learning from them. I mean, you look, you think about it, everything in your life is that way. You know, you didn't know how to eat originally. You didn't know how to not shit your pants originally. (laughs) You didn't know how to make letters. You didn't know how to do, I mean, when you're born, you don't know how to do anything except for cry. So, and and I do that a lot still now. I've I've become an expert at that. Um, But life is about Taking what you fail at and and being okay with that and learning how to do it better because you learn from every mistake that you make. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason you can write, the reason you can string together words and speak, the reason you can feed yourself and use the bathroom is because you failed at it miserably for so long.
1: (laughs) I think those are the words I'm going to just those that's that right there is what I'm going to take away from this episode forever. (laughs) Just like
2: well, thank God. Something useful came out of it.
1: (laughs) You just made me laugh so hard, I nearly fell out of my chair.
2: (laughs) Awesome. All you knew how to do is poop your pants. (laughs) That's it. it. Cry and shit yourself. That's all you need to know how to do.
1: (laughs) I I feel like I've come so far now.
2: (laughs) You couldn't even feed yourself. Someone else had to stick stuff in your mouth and, and and make you eat it. I mean, you could basically swallow, cry, and shit yourself. That's about it. <laughs> That's all you were born with. Everything else that came after that is is thank you to someone who helped me, but also it's it's you. You you earned everything that you do.
1: That's beautiful.
2: <laughs> thank you, Dan. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: So, I work here, so. you what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> My ear <Here is> done.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't drop that mic, but the uh sen- <laughs> the sentiment's there.
2: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: I think that should be like the humanity- humanitarian award it should just be a crying, shitting baby
2: <laughs> and,
0: and made out of gold.
2: Yeah, you yeah. I- couldn't clean yourself either. Someone else had to do that for I you. I know. Exactly. Like,
1: there's so much we've been able to accomplish in this life. Now, at least we're not hey. focused on the basics. We can move for- even further forward. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, even if you can sit down and watch TV and eat potato chips at the same time, you have won the you 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 mm-hmm. success.
0: <laughs> and and that's gonna be, and that's gonna be like the new evolution chart It's gonna be uh crying shitting baby to uh, tweeting adult, and then yes. and there you go,
1: done. <laughs> or is it? <laughs>
0: hmm?
1: Tremendous.
2: <laughs> Fantastic.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, audience. Um Well, thank you so much, Dan, for for helping us to really be to be a part of this journey from start to finish and to continue to be a part of this journey going forward as human beings, as friends, as creators. Uh we really appreciate everything you've done for us and we're really appreciative to our audience. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey to our highs and lows and everything else in between and for supporting us uh, throughout this entire process, especially our friends that have really kind of cheered us on and and, um, told us to keep going when we felt that imposter syndrome creeping on to help us grow as people and uh, creators. And for all the amazing guests we've had on that have inspired us, uh, we thank you so much. And we love you all.
1: Seriously, you guys have made this past year just an incredible journey that I'm so glad that I've had.
0: Well, thank you, Dan, again. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> and You're welcome. Uh, where can folks find you and your works?
2: Uh, well, let's see. Uh, thewickedlibrary.com, victoriaslift.com. That should cover it.
1: Done. Go to those two places, everybody. Um, And if you want to keep track of us, again, I am at Jeanette Andromeda, but minus the duh, on Twitter.
0: And I'm at HTV Immortal. That's a really sharp T. At HTV Immortal.
1: Thank you guys so much for being part of this journey and for helping us on this next leg of it. Stay creative, my friends. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. This is the awkward hang-up of the phone call. Click! (laughs) Oh, and P.S. There is a post-show poem, so make sure to stick around until after the commercials to hear it. Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. Overslept. The door would open for only a moment, and she was running late. That was an actual haiku written by me, Jeanette Andromeda, and was published on Horrormade.com. H-O-R-R-O-R-M-A-D-E.com, com. And uh, I do recommend you go check that one out, because the image that I made tells a much bigger story than one little haiku can do. Stay creative, my friends. Bye!